what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, artists, entrepreneurs, hustlers, CEOs, innovators, uh, or just the passionate, driven souls, just people on their path that are really, you know, they're 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 seeking their greater self and in their work and in their purpose and uh, their anti-status quo. They are definitely anything but. Uh, the traditional routes and um, often are misunderstood. I'm sure many of you guys listening feel that way at some point. Well, you're in good company because our guests are definitely less traditional in their routes and they're always constantly pursuing their highest and best self and their purpose and their passions and their brands and their businesses and everything else that they are creating. And they come on each week and they talk about what they experience in real time with me. We, we do it together and we show you that we are all humans having human experiences uh, success is not overnight. Uh, it's glamorized. It's glorified. It ain't our style. You won't find it here. We actually talk about the journey within, which is a really great topic for today, which I'll get to here in a minute. Uh, I'm Matt Gottesman. For any of you guys uh, new uh, here, you guys can find me at Matt Gottesman on uh, Instagram or at HDF Magazine um, for all the writing and, and thought provoking content side of things on um, on Instagram or at Hustle Sold Separately. And you guys know I answer each and every single one of your texts, DMs, replies, emails, you name it, as does my guest uh, who is returning today, Vida Guerra. Uh, I've had her on before. She is a great friend. She is a soulful, soulful human being. And um, she's a model, an actress, a singer, Reiki healer, wellness influencer. She's got an amazing show um, heaven with Vita on dash radio. I was very fortunate to have been on the very first episode and, uh, her show is crushing it and she's very dedicated to it. And we're going to be talking about the path within. Um, so last time we had Vita on, we talked a lot about, um, her background and we were focusing also on, you know, throughout that journey of really, um, having your voice. And if you don't own your voice, others will. And what does that mean in your growth and in your healing and your understanding of who you are? When you go a little bit deeper, and when we say the path within, meaning like understanding who you really are to really actually find your flow. Um, and the reason being is because that's going to set the tone for how you make decisions for um, the relationships you have, for the life you have, for the outcomes uh, that you would like. And pretty much everything else in your life that is circles around accountability, responsibility, and just overall uh, being, um, you know, the primary player in your game of life, right? Versus just kind of taking a backseat and pointing your finger outwardly everywhere. It doesn't matter who did what and how you got here. It's where you want to go. And a lot of that is going to come down to what kind of decisions are you making based off of you understanding who you are at an internal level, at a deeper level. And that can take a lot of work, but hey, I mean, for the time being, what else you got to do, right? <laughs> so, so we've got Vita on, uh, and just real quick for everybody listening, uh, I just want to uh, give you back her her her, um, 
her bio again. You know, I mentioned model, actress, singer, and, and host of Heaven with Vita on Dash Radio. And she she actually talks a lot about um, spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and, um, you know, understanding you yourself in within your own self and within your relationships uh, with your partner, um, how you show up in this world. Uh, born in Havana, Cuba. She came to the States and lived in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. She's a fellow New Jersey. Uh, and she's had a series of roles, movies, and television and was first introduced to the world in FHM Magazine in 2002. And then after the magazine was inundated with requests, she became the model of the year in 2004. And uh, she's also had roles and multiple appearances on several Spanish-speaking television programs and um, still working on a series of projects. And I mentioned you guys her show on Dash Radio. Be sure to check it out because it is getting quite large. Uh, again, it's Heaven with Vita if you're looking. And um, where she discusses a series of topics, as I mentioned, on health, wellness, spirituality, life balance, relationships, and more. Vita, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me again, Matt. It's always a pleasure to have um, to speak to you and, and, and your followers and, you know, just, just chat like uh, you know exactly, friends. <laughs> exactly. I, I was i was if everybody listening i was telling video i'm like it's basically what we do when we go and we have coffee we're going to basically, basically just record it with you guys <laughs> it's really it's really what yeah. it's going to come down to because this is what we usually talk about over coffee anyway <laughs> so i uh, know basically right it's just like that's the only thing that's the only type of conversations i like to have like i i'm not a fan of having like this you know petty conversations just talking about like simple stuff um it's funny um there's a interesting amazon series um i don't know if you've seen it matt it's called undone no it's a it's kind of it's 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 not animation but it's not movie so it's kind of like animation and movie put together Mm -hmm. it's really really interesting and the topic that they they talk about in the first season i went through the first season in like two days um it's really mind blowing um, that they're actually uh, making something like this. And I think I encourage anyone who has Amazon Prime that um, can watch these um, these shows, watch this show Undone. It's so good. What, what's the so, con- so what's the context of the show? What are they, or at least the first season? What do they go over? Um, well, I don't want to give a, give it away because um, so okay. So basically. It's a girl. She's having an experience, right? She's kind of feeling like it's Groundhog Day every day. You know, she wakes Mm. up, brushes her teeth. She does the same thing. And she's starting to ask herself the question, like, is this this all there is to life? And, like, she's kind of, like, bored in the routine of just life. And it's the same thing over and over again. Monday, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, it's just the same thing over and again. And even though she does things, you know, throughout her day, it just seems like she's asking the questions, like, you know, like, what is this all about? And it takes you on, on her journey. Um, something happens to her. And then she is, she didn't know, but she was like a shaman. Um, and the, she has an accident and that then starts everything. So it's kind of like a metaphor for, you know, when people, um, are trying, not trying to become awake, but they're not, um, 
awake yet or conscious awake, you know, sometimes the universe is, is will do something to you. You know, we don't listen to the little slap or then the punch until you get like a big bang where you like, okay, something's got to give, something's got to change. And the way they did it, it's really cool. That's awesome. It, you, you should watch it. And if you do, I would love to talk to you more about it. I just don't want to give, um, that's all I could probably give the information because I would love for someone to, you know, watch it and, and um, just like have an open mind. And it's very interesting. Yeah, no, I, you know, the title alone, you get kind of that sense of, I think that that happens to to people, they, the process of, of coming undone. <laughs> you know, it's like sort of like yeah. everything that you were programmed now being deprogrammed uh, or, or you, once you start to ask the questions, the rabbit hole opens up. And yeah. the further you go down, the, the interesting thing about the rabbit hole, and then I want to ask you something, but the interesting thing about the rabbit hole is that there's an interesting part where I don't think you can come back <laughs> because once you've seen no, you enough, you, there's, what do you go back to? You couldn't possibly go back because you don't feel normal you going can't. back and you can only go forward and yeah, that's a little you messy. Know, once you ex- yeah, once you expand, you can't contract. That's true. You can't. I mean, you can. You could try. But you won't be happy. Right. You know, you won't be, you won't, um, you, there's no, there's no possible way because then you won't, you won't, you can't, you can never go, you can never unsee something that you already, you've seen or experienced, you know, and, uh, that's part of the show is also, uh, manipulating time. And her dad was working in a, he was a professor and he was coming close to like finding out about. Uh, manipulating time and different timelines. It's really good. It's really, really good. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, and anybody listening, check out Undone on Amazon. <laughs> we're, the uno- we're the unofficial sponsor for it right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's- I know. It's so cool because I never, uh, you know, I never even heard of it. And I was just like going through and I was like, wow. Because it's something that, okay, now they're using entertainment, you know, Usually entertainment, it's kind of like a distraction, right? If you're on the path of spirituality, it kind of takes it away. So when I'm watching stuff, I have to like at least come, uh, you know, come uh, come out of it like learning something or, yeah. you know, like if, if it took, a, you know, your time is precious. We never know when when is our last minute, you know, on this earth. So uh, you want to try to you know, have as much information and knowledge. For me, um, when I became famous, everything was cool, you know, at first. And I was super excited about, um, you know, becoming famous because it's something that I always wanted to be on the magazines. And then um, then it was just empty. And then I was like, where do you go from here? Mm. And I remember, um, I don't know if I said it before, but I've said it before in interviews where I was and one minute I was like oh my god I understand life exactly like I understood everything about life and then it was like I went to sleep and then I woke up and then it was like somebody wiped my memory Mm. like what I had said before and, and I wish I had kept a journal of like all the things that I was experiencing and like, I was like, I knew the keys to life. (laughs) So, um, but then it was like, for me, um, after that happened and 
I knew that it was just about like relearning everything and knowing and coming from a place of before it was just like a knowingness place where now um, is a place of knowingness plus experience and age and wisdom, you know, uh, like it's not just something that I just read and, you know, I actually experienced it and lived it. So it's pretty cool. I wanted to ask you because you, you know, you'd noticed that once you got the fame and something was missing, where does it start when you start doing the inner work? What was it for you? Um, now, obviously, I mean, you had already kind of come from a very um, organic, loving, like spiritual-esque background. Like we talked about that a little bit on the, the last um, podcast. But like, but you're at this pivotal moment. You're, you've got the fame and uh, the limelight and something's feeling incomplete and missing. Okay, that didn't fulfill it. What happened? Where'd you start on? Like, where did you decide to say like, okay, like how am I going to address this? And where do I begin? Because I think the hard part is for a lot of people, the questions start and then what we, 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 we went, we went in, we went all in, you know what I mean? People like you and I were just like, all right, I'm going to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this shit out. And then it it went into a series of what seems like many years now, (laughs) but you know, but so what was it for you? Um, in terms of and, it, it, yeah. and it's a, a never-ending it's never uh, ending. journey you of know course. you're never. always you're always a work in progress and always learning um for me when i had the realization it was kind of like like the tv show um uh, where i was just like this just can't be what life is all about that's it like it's like there has to be more to life and just asking the questions myself and then being um like seeking um like uh you know i got rid of my tvs i started reading um i was doing um uh, research on the internet um uh, i was just you know we talk about going down the rabbit hole i was just like kept going kept going kept going and just having a a, a connection with my inner guidance and even like mistakes that I've done in the past, and um, uh, I feel like even though it probably like my soul knew, but I felt like my soul wanted to go through the experience in order to be like where I am today, you know, with the wisdom and knowledge of not only like reading something, but actually experiencing the in, in my life to have something to speak about when I am speaking and, and, you know, trying to help someone else. And when, um, you were reading now, now the big part about reading and listening and watching all these things that are helping ask, um, that are helping answer questions, you do the next step, which I did, which we know a lot of people in our circles do, which is you actually started implementing it. And that's because sometimes mm-hmm. people get stuck and I'm just going to keep reading and watching it and like, no, I need answers. And then they go to this book. No, I need answers. And then they go to that book. And I, and I encourage until it becomes like a, like, Oh, okay, this author, or this methodology is clicking with me. So I'm going to try it. I get it. If you need to like work, work around, but you, you implemented it. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people sometimes forget about when it comes to, you know, learning how to tackle inner 
you know, inner things, inner traumas or inner triggers or emotions and feelings. And why am I having these? And like, how do I figure them out? And how do I have a healthy conversation? Where do I go to have them? And like, you know, what's the next step? You started, you actually started dealing with it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, dealing with it and also like just going through life, but then having that in the back of my mind, that my purpose was always to, to know more, to be better, a better version of myself. And how, how do I get there? Not, not asking, asking how within myself. And then I had to be in a place where I could listen to my inner guidance. And okay. So, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So like in order to listen to your inner guidance, you have to drown out the, the, the noise that's outside of you. And the only way to do that is to become silent. Um, and, you know, there's different forms of, um, of modalities that you can do to help you with that. Um, you know, it's a big challenge for people, especially um, if they're used to the noise. Sometimes people become very uncomfortable with silence. Absolutely. Because in the silence is where you can hear all the things that um, uh, need fixing within yourself Mm. in order then to keep evolving as a human being. Because it's like, it's like, uh, you know, if you're carrying a suitcase and your life experiences, you keep putting like all things that happen to you in that suitcase. Every year you go, the suitcase is going to be heavier and heavier. And why are you going to keep, dragging that around with you when you don't have to. That's true. Well, you know, um, I, it's funny, uh, you know, like the movie, like E pray love, right? Like, and she's meditating mm-hmm. and, uh, she starts thinking about all the things that she's got to do. And she like finds a place to, and moves back to the States and, you know, how she can make a meditation room. <laughs> and she's thinking about all this stuff. Yeah. And she, so she, it's doing the opposite. It's not quieting her mind. How did you learn? What were some of the things that you did to? Uh, and I know you like like you did like vipassana, right? The the ten day. Um, uh, yeah, I did the ten day meditation silent retreat, but that was I did that two years ago. What but were, I wish the I wish I had known that about that at the beginning of the journey, um, because that's like super hardcore, and I like super hardcore stuff uh, because you know. I mean, it's 10 days of silent meditation. You can't speak to anyone. Um, and I think that's the best way. I I went to India. I had that experience. I did the art of living. I did a, I did a three-day silent meditation retreat up in Coopertown, um, California. Um, I did, my first thing that I did was Reiki. Reiki for me, and that's why I became a Reiki practitioner, uh, well, healer. I mean, I don't practice it on people. Um, I mean, I do sometimes, but not as like a a business. Um, That was the first thing that um, I felt um, a lot of, uh, like, that was like what started everything for me. And... um, I just remember doing the Reiki, I think it was in 2007, 
And for every single person that I've done Reiki to, which have been like close friends and family members to, that is, I, I silently observe their life from before I do, you know, before I do the Reiki on them, because I know how they are and who they are, and then after and how their life goes. And I, I love to see the, the, the journey that they, they take. So for me, Reiki was something that opened me up to everything else. And um, when I, after I did the Reiki, I was like, I gotta, I gotta learn how to do this. Um, and then like a year later, I, I went to the Reiki Academy here in West LA and I learned. Um, but I also, when I, when I got the first Reiki, it made me um, open up to taking, I took a, like a weekend course called the Landmark. Yep. Um, so I don't know if people know about that. Um, do you know anything about that, Matt? With land, Landmark? the um, for, Yeah. Yeah. For, okay, so Landmark, yep, mm -hmm. you do? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's Landmark and then there's MITT. Uh, these are different courses that people can take um, for, you know, just to uh, evolve, you know. Um, and I think that was the start of everything. And 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 the more um, I did for myself and trying to, um, you know, find answers and understand life. Um, I kept um, wanting more and more and more. Um, and the whole goal has always been to be, to master myself, to be able to master myself and that um, no matter what the situation was happening outside of me, I would always be at peace within myself. Mm. That to me was my biggest um reason for doing everything which makes sense coming you know because life is up and down yeah right yeah well and, and oh go ahead go ahead and, and 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 really what it's trying to do is teach you something you know and chances are your soul already wanted to experience this for you to learn it and you if you just go with it you know, whether it feels uncomfortable or not, um, you just, you just, it's just a journey. It's just a journey that you got to keep wanting to want more for yourself. Well, I think where a lot of people, you know, that's, that's the difference where people say, people understand life is not happening to you. It's happening for you because that, mm -hmm. that's where, um, the, the shift happens where they go, Oh, I get it. Like I'm just playing, I'm just a, a player in the universe playing back and forth between what my soul is trying to learn from this exact situation and how this is helping me move forward versus like, Oh, like this is happening to me. And I feel like when people say happening to me, it's because no, what it is is you're stuck in the pattern. So all you have to do is just step out of the pattern and say, okay, mm -hmm. real quick, let's assess this. Why is this actually happening to me? Just curious. Like, and who am I in the decision-making of process of this? Like happening again, like how do I end up in the same business thing or the same type of relationship or the same outcome? What choices did I make that are similar to the last time? 
And like, and just, just like you said, if, if you can silent your mind and get present, which I think sometimes people get a little confused about that. Like, what does that really mean? It's like, well, it just means take a time out for a second. Like just, just get present. Like, where are you at? How are things going? What are you feeling? Why are you feeling like that? Actually ask yourself all these questions versus stuffing your mind with a whole bunch of other questions of like, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to take care of that? How am I, you know, all these futuristic anxiety driven things living in the future that hasn't even happened yet. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I think I like the fact that you, you know, you were saying taking the time to, to quiet out all the noise and there's tons of different modalities to, to try to do that. But the, it's, it's so key to get to that point because then at least you're in a position to now like see and observe in real time to then make a decision. <clears throat> and then, and of course, be honest with yourself. Um, and I, I feel like that, that, that in itself will allow you to, you know, make one decision different than the past and break the pattern, you know, but, um, with, uh, with Reiki. So Reiki was, that was it for you, right? Uh, that, that kind of started that kind of, that level of, of training, um, for, for any of our listeners listening. I mean, I know a lot of people listening know what Reiki is, but do you want to explain a little bit more about Reiki and it's like in, you know, from an energetic standpoint in its practice? So, um, Reiki is just, um, it's a healing uh, modality, and it's, it works with your energy, and it moves your, your chi around. And what happens is, is as we go through life, um, something can happen to us where it's traumatic, and we don't process it. It gets stored in our body. And so when we have pains in our body, sicknesses and illnesses, um, that all comes from an emotional reaction that you had to something and you didn't address it and didn't heal properly from it. So when your energy isn't flowing like it should be, then it, it reflects outside in your life. So when you start to see like roadblocks, like I notice for me, like when I see roadblocks, I always know that uh, check out your liver, detoxify your liver. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do acupuncture as well. Um, once you do that and open the channels, then your chi is flowing again. So um, there's a great book called um, um, you, you Can Heal your, Heal your Life by Louise Hay. And she talks about how, you know, the emotional um, uh, things that are going on within you causes the illnesses and diseases in your body. Hmm. And I agree with it hundred percent because I experienced it myself. And um, it's really, 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 really interesting. Um, so for Reiki, it just moves your energy around. Like when I do Reiki on someone, I can go over their body and I'll feel whether where there is stagnation because I feel like uh, almost like a tornado coming from their body of energy into the 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 uh, palms of my hand. And so then I know when I'm going over someone's body to stay in that area a little bit more. And it starts moving stuff around. And once it starts moving around. It gives you the ability to start processing those emotions. And that's and it's interesting because you and I both know too that that's the part that people don't like. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> right? 
right? I mean, if we were really being honest, that that's the part that that kind of trips people up a little bit is because, and I think that, first of all, anybody listen, there's nothing to be afraid of in dealing with your emotions. In fact, you mm-hmm. sweeping them under the rug and not dealing with them is actually causing you more problems than yeah. not. And then it's just going to make it bigger. Right, exactly. It, it will actually... Because so, you eventually have to solve it. If not, you know, you can... You, it will manifest into something really bad for you. It's true. So true. And so hence why it's so unbelievably important to just be like, all right, look, this is the crap I got right in front of me. Like, let's just try to understand it. What's going on? And and the funny thing is, is it's like, I always tell people, like, think about it like... Like you're cleaning out your closet. Uh, you know, you've had so many old boxes, clothes, like so much stuff that you're just not using. And uh, how have you been feeling about it? Like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work. I don't really want to get up. Like that's a massive closet I have to deal with, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. just start like and just do a little bit at like at a time. Like, but just by, by doing it, what happens after a while is it becomes so neat and organized and and flow that like you now have gotten rid of so much stuff that you can now welcome a lot of new stuff into your world. Um, and in this case, over the closet, you know, new clothes, new whatever you need, like in your closet, because you got rid of so much stuff, but at least you're like dealing with it. Um, and yeah. right. Oh, go ahead. And, and, and also like, if you have a lot of clutter in your house and a lot of shit, your mind is cluttered and has a lot of shit. The minute you start cleaning that out, you start feeling freer like how you feel when your house is clean and everything is put in order, that's how your mind is. Mm-hmm. And therefore then you can tackle other things. But I think sometimes what happens to people is it's like a fear of success, right? Sometimes people, they'll stay in, 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 their, in their little bubble of problems, issues, because they don't want to expand, they're scared, they're unsure, and it's really unknown. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know for sure really what's out there. All we could do is do trial and error of everything and, and see what resonates with us in our heart and what doesn't and follow that um, with always the best interest for everyone involved. Mm. It's true. You know, what, um, one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you was, you know, okay, so you're, you're, you're thrust into the limelight. You're now making all these changes and that's a lot of energy. The, mm-hmm. the, the general public is a lot of fucking energy. There's a lot of energy out there. Um, and managing that energy takes a little bit of practice. It takes a lot of practice. Um, yeah. Right. What, how, how did you start to kind of say, okay, like, all right, I now understand that I've been doing some work on me. I'm starting to feel a little bit more fulfillment and doing more of what resonates with my soul may not be like what Hollywood wants, but it's what I want. Um, and as you're changing, so too is your relationship with the outside world. And I don't mean just in like Hollywood, I just mean in general, because like, obviously like people shift, like, um, things that we used to want shift and no longer want um, the way people like look at us and like, or, or the way they're like, Oh, what do you mean? You don't want to come to this party? Like, no, nah, I just don't want to go. I'd rather go do this over here. How did you, you know, how were some of the ways that you managed your own energy 
during those transitional time periods. I mean, now it's probably like most of your circles probably like <laughs> we all my friends are all talking about this stuff and doing all these different types of, you know, modalities and ways of living and being whatever, especially mm-hmm. even in the entrepreneurial world, especially right now, you know, even all the way to, you know, experimenting with other modalities and whatnot. Um, but how did you how did you how'd you deal with that? How'd you manage, you know, it's because it, it's messy in the middle. I think that, that that's what it, that's the part that people are so scared of, but I don't want them to be scared, but like, you know, but I want them to understand, like, it's just about managing their energy. That's all. How did you do it? Well, um, I mean, at first I didn't know about this, you know, before when I was like in the highlight of my career, I did not know about energy and I was super drained. And when I started to ask the question, I actually took a step back at the height of my career and, and started to focus on myself. I made enough money just to survive, and I had one foot in the door in the, in, in the world of entertainment and one foot out the door. Um, and that's kind of how it's been for about the last 10 years of my life. Because um, to me, the most important thing like, is peace of mind and just um, um, being in my energy and creating things around me that reflect that energy of what I want to experience. Um, so, yeah, I turned down a lot of events and parties and a lot of different things, but it just, to me, that was more important for me to experience uh, peace. Like mm-hmm. I was seeking peace within myself. So I, I completely took myself out of the equation. You know, I went into complete solitude. Um, it's good, but not everyone can do that. I, I, was, I was thankful and grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. And uh, I, always, I always say solitude is the path to enlightenment um, because, see, for me, I'm very sensitive to people's energies. And um, I don't know if you know anything about the human design chart. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I do. But I, uh, but but please, you talk about it. Okay, so the human design chart, and anyone that doesn't know that's listening to this, you can just Google it because I don't know the actual site. Uh, you would have to know where you're born and date of birth and um, time and all that. Um, so basically, what I came up as, a reflector, which is only 1% of the human population. Now, what a reflector does is it reflects back, like it says that we should be in, um, in, this, in the heart of the community to reflect back to the community, the health of the community. And which put a lot of questions that I had in my mind from just my past experiences with people where it's kind of like sometimes I'm a mirror to people um, and they get to see um, the things that, like whatever, if I trigger something in someone to look within themselves to see why they're being triggered that way. There mm-hmm. might be some healing that needs to be done in, in, in that way. So as a, as a reflector, I was told the three most important things for me, I, is, was it three or four? Are 
like where I live, um, the people that I have around me, um, where I live, the people that I have around me, and now I can't even think of the third. Um, those are, like, I have to be with my own energy because as a reflector, I sample everybody's energy and then I have to know what's their energy and what's mine. Mm. And before I used to take on people's energy thinking it was mine, but it wasn't. So I had to work through that as well. That's key. That's a, that's actually a big one. Um, that, yeah, it took me a little bit of time as well too, a little bit of practice in that, um, I learned that there's an interesting balance. So, and I, it, it's it's all related, but I'll, I'll go on a, a little mini tangent. But it's it's all related. Is that um, we're supposed to be um, uh, operate from what they call like from an open heart, being open heart centric, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, mm-hmm. where the lines get blurred on that, or at least it did for me a little for a little while, and I think where it gets blurred with a lot of people is that oh well, I have no problem, you know, loving and being loving and being giving. But then, like people take advantage of it back, and so it shuts. It can shut them down for sometimes years at a time, where they don't operate from an open heart centric standpoint. That's actually not, the, from what I've understood in my own journey, that's actually not the case. What has to happen is that we have to get to a place, and I'll relate it to energy, where we operate from an open, open heart centric place. Like I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to judge you no matter how bad you may act. I, I'm going to, no matter what you, an individual does as a person, you will not be judged by me and I will always treat you with kindness and respect. What I had to learn was, however, I also had to learn discerning boundaries in that I will never judge a person. I will not judge you. I will not, you know, anything you, but I also don't accept anything that belongs to you into me. That's for you to deal with, not for me. That's Mm -hmm. your responsibility, not mine. Now, I'm not judging you, but at the same time, I'm also not going to accept back anything that you might have to say that isn't in alignment with the way I'm behaving. And that took mm-hmm. time to understand because because otherwise I would go back and forth. I, I was like, you know, I was just, I don't know. I was just, I was raised around cool parents, a good dude. Like, I just, I don't know. I was just good to people. Like, I, there wasn't really a reason not to be. And then when your heart gets broken a little bit because of an expectation of what you think other people should be. And again, I, I tell people all the time, like, I have to take accountability for that. And I finally did after all those years of learning, like, oh, I get it. It's because I would be giving, but then like I had expectations on how somebody should treat me back. And if they didn't treat me that way, then I would be a certain way. That's not it at all. Like you have to always maintain your integrity and your, your open heart centricness, if you will, if that's even a word, but like, but manage the fact that what's theirs is not ours. Your essence is not my essence. Your being is not my being. Um, and it, it can't cause me to not treat you with respect and love, but it can also um, cause me to not accept anything but love and respect from you um, into my world because I have to manage that, right? And I think that that's where we where we find the balance in like making sure that we don't alter our state of being because somebody. That's why it says it's um, the the hardest people to love need it the most because they're right there in those moments. They're in the absence of love. They're they're in a fierce state. I don't care how successful quote unquote on the external world they are. 
the fact that they're yelling and they're being, you know, nasty or they're being like, whatever they're just projecting and, and doing all kinds of stuff. That's on them. They're, they're in an absence of, of something that feels really good and an energy that doesn't align with mine. doesn't mean I'm going to judge them. It doesn't mean I accept theirs as mine either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and that, and that's a, that's a good point. I mean, like when you become more aware and you work on yourself, you understand the difference between, um, your energy and someone else's energy and you don't judge people for their energy because you know everyone is 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 learning right and you can you could maybe make some suggestions to like hey you know i i was feeling this way or i was you know i experienced something like this and maybe try something like this you know um i learned that just not to judge people where they they are in their life right. and maybe just you know um give them some some kind of um, guidance whether they want it or not and and it's for them to 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 take it or not you know eventually they will you know it's like it's it's like when the student is ready the teacher will appear yep and but i i've like I've grown so much in the last year and, and I know that um, when sometimes people are going through their own thing and then they'll try to say something about you or you're like, no, that is your shit to handle. That doesn't belong to me and um, handle it without judgment and right. just a lot of love towards that person. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, you know, and, and then, and I, and I think it also, I think the sheer fact of not judging a person and at the same time saying like, but I know you got this, handle it, allows that mm-hmm. space for them to, to feel free to be like, all right, cool. Okay. I appreciate you not thinking less of me. Like, no, I don't. You may think of it because you're in your head right now, but like, I'm not going to. In fact, I even respect that you're acknowledging it. And I think once you give a person the space to, to be to to play like that, the ego starts to get let's starts to let up and gets out of the way a little bit more. And then the, the real okay. person starts to show up and be like, All right, cool. Because what do most people care about? Being judged. <laughs> you know, otherwise if okay. they if they didn't give a shit, they would probably just go do whatever they wanted to all the time. Um, so I, I think that it that that for sure, like not judging people allows the safe place to be like, all right, cool. Like maybe now actually I have to deal with it, but it's nice that somebody's not judging me for it. Like, yeah, you know, cause we've all been there yeah. or we've all had to deal with something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And also like when you start to, um, know yourself more and master yourself, you tend to like, I have people, whether it's just strangers on the street or just people that I know, um, or acquaintances, when people are like um, going through a really bad time, they always tend to, um, you know, reach out to me, um, and they want some guidance. And I think it's because I don't judge people, and I don't, uh, and I give love. And I sometimes people just um, want to be heard. You know, well that's everyone just wants to be heard right, right. and and you just give them the space to allow them to be heard without judging them and then just saying some 
some things, like when somebody comes like that to me, I don't know what to say to them, but I'm a vessel of love and presence for them. And like whatever comes through me uh, from a higher source that isn't me, I'll say to them. Like, I don't even know what I say to them, but yet it's so profound that they remember and it does make a shift and change for them that later on they said, oh, remember you said this? And I don't, I don't remember anything. So, um, that's, that's, see, that's all I could do. There's a, a good quote from Ron Joss that says, all I could do is work on myself for you. And all you could do for me is work on yourself. Mm. Yep. And I think that is the beauty of life. And like, if we lived in a world where everyone, instead of, criticizing somebody else and judging somebody else turn turn the tables around look at yourself everybody focus on you don't focus on other people don't point fingers at other people focus on you and work on you on those things right um and if everyone's doing that and in healing then the world gets healed instantly that's true it's funny how we actually have the keys and the power to um, to heal, to like to, to create so much uh, real success fast globally for the entire human race. <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. uh, should we should we actually uh, make that kind of decision? Uh, but yeah, you know, um, but you still have a lot of people running around um, at a soul level or at a not a soul level, but at a um, at a human level that's still in the emotions, not really understanding of them, you know, to actually do something with them. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, we, we, we're, we're the source, some of the key, you know? Um, and so, you know, in, in your, um, in the like most recent years, is it, is it compounding since like you, you know, since all the, um, since you first really started getting like from Reiki all those years ago to like now, like, do you notice now, um, how much faster, um, you're able to understand things, um, or go, or go to center internally because of practicing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like, I can be off for like a day or two, but then I, I, I learned the tools that I need to get me back on track, Absolutely. you know, like, um, and I, hopefully you can have me on another interview because there's a, there's a big transition that I'm going through and, I'm learning so much and maybe we can speak about that later on. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think, yeah. And I think um, it becomes easier. You, be, you, it doesn't become easier. I guess you become stronger and you know what to do and you can get out of it, out of it quicker. It's true. I, I've always, yeah. And you will, well, I'll definitely have you come back on, but yeah, it's true. Um, I, for a long time, I didn't understand the quote until I got older about the, um, it doesn't become easier. You just become better. And it's, true because the like anything that you practice um after a while you just you see you see patterns from and observations about to like pop up and you're like oh no like you can just like sidestep it or you can like you can address it immediately and you're right i mean um Mm -hmm. what used to take you know what can take you out a person out for like months or even weeks eventually gets down to days or even a day or even hours the more you you know practice it's like anything else if you practice it but um um, for anybody listening, you know, and I'd love to get Navina's take too on, on some modalities. Like I, for me, um, I, I love meditation, 
but I'm still working on getting better at it because there's so many different ways you can do it and different styles of meditation. Um, and you know, meditation, by the way, for anybody listening, doesn't necessarily have to be you just sitting with your legs crossed. Like some people meditation can even be, you know, while they're cooking, like while they're doing a specific activity, we had a, a guest last week who said he meditates while he runs, you know, and he runs like long distance. So, um, but meditation and I still gratitude journal, you know, and I, um, uh, nothing, nothing crazy, but I got to tell you, it's something interesting, um, that happens when, now I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm more intentional, but something interesting that happens when I actually, when you write what you're grateful for or for what you're grateful for, what's to come, it definitely has a whole different, um, internal feeling to it. And then, and then I do other things like I'll do yoga. Um, I do some breath work. There's some different breath work modalities like gateway healing and others that I'll do. Um, there's some cool ones out there, but, um, I'd be curious, like, do you, do you have multiple and do you kind of, do you, in your toolbox, do you switch in and out of some depending on just what's needed on a need, on a need basis? Or like, just do you go through phases of some, but I'd be curious to know, like, what are all the different ones that you use in your toolbox? Um, well, I did transcendental meditation. I learned that. I took a course in that back in 2009, and that's what the one I was doing. Um, then, you know, the Vipassana meditation, I, I learned that. Uh, but I do, I, I feel like I'm in a meditative state most of the day. <laughs> and, um, like, I know it seems, like, really hard, um, but... A way to become present in the moment. Um, and actually, I told one of my friends that he's an actor. And going to auditions, I used to be really bad because I would get so nervous. And it's not that I couldn't do the, the job, but it was because I was nervous about, oh, my God, you know, I'm in front of this person. You know, oh, am I doing it right? What are they thinking? You know, all these stupid thoughts that are going in your mind instead of being present and partially that is the reason why most people don't get um the job is because they're not present unless and then you're competing against someone that is present completely 100 percent, or is also uh super trained in that so they they know how they're they studied the character so much that they're in that character right um but if you're in your head you can't you can't it's really hard to do anything like 100%. So the tool that I use, like whenever you're feeling upset, um, you know, going into nature, just observing the trees, the the grass, the, the floor, dirt, uh, the birds, the flowers. Um, for my friend, I told them when you go to the, the audition, just look at things in that um in the room like if you see a garbage can say to yourself garbage can you know and it brings you back center and uh meditation you could do it with walking you could count your steps you're being present at the moment is whatever is keeping your mind just here right now without having any thoughts of anything else it's true you know um a lot of a lot of key things that you said in there I want to uh, bring up to everybody. First of all, anybody listening, transcendental meditation. 
just a technique for detaching oneself from anxiety and promoting harmony and self-realization um, through mm-hmm. uh, repetition of um, like a mantra. Um, sometimes it's, you know, I'm, I'm reading this offline so everybody can kind of get a, an idea um, or like yogic practices. Um, but yeah, like mantras like really help kind of, it's just centered you because you're focused on one thing away from everything else and you're detaching. Um, but also the other thing that you brought up that was so key that a lot of people don't understand too, is that often at times when you go, I'm sure anybody listening knows this. You ever, you ever show up to a, a job interview or in this case, like, you know, an acting interview or something like that, or, um, or even a date and the real you didn't show up <laughs> like the calm, mm-hmm. like really is what, what happened was, is just that by you worrying so much about all these other things, the real you is not even there. The person that like would get the job or, or would make the date go well or would get the acting job. So you actually bring up a very good point about, um, you know, having to get present because you actually lose out on and the real you. And then the, and then the frustration comes afterwards like, oh, but they don't they just don't they don't know me like that's true. They don't know the real you. And in order for you to show up as the real you, how can you calm yourself down to not get out of the real you and not worry about those other things? And so you're right. Yeah, the transcendental meditation is good. The grounding, I don't know what you'd call it, but the, what you're talking about, like just getting into nature, um, walking also. I tried the other day for the first time in a long while, walking uh, barefoot. Um, I don't live in a beach state. If I was at the beach, that would be a different story. But I'm out in the desert. <laughs> so for anybody listening... Uh, but, um, when you're, but when you're walking like around on like the grass and the ground, it is actually very grounding. Um, it's very peaceful. And then just, um, taking a chance to like look around at the trees, look around, you know, it, they're such small, simple things, but guys, like everybody listening, like you used to do it when you were a child, you used to sit, lay down and look up at the clouds and all that other stuff. You were present because all you knew was just that moment. You didn't know bills <laughs> you didn't know you know like or or you know financial responsibility or or you didn't have to you could eat anything so you didn't have to worry about health issues or any of that stuff but but the fact of the matter is is like in a way and that's how you stay young too it is it's absolutely oh what which part about the eating yeah. or the well eating too but uh being present yeah um, and being childlike yeah not that's... childish but childlike um, people ask me like, how do you stay, how do you look so young? You know, I'm 45 years old. And I mean, these are the only things that I do. So I'm thinking that has to be part of it. And uh, to, to add to, to about being present, if you're, if you're consuming a lot of toxic foods, your, your stomach is your second gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, your second brain. Um, so it's, it's it, and that's where your intuition is you know like when you get that gut feeling that's your intuition so eating um, more uh, uh, conscious vibrant foods is going to help that so a healthy body is a healthy mind um, when you have too much toxins in your body it's really hard to clear the mind even with doing the practices so Mm. like they have to go go hand in hand with each other so true you know Um, also like if you're consuming dead animals um the animals they they died and got killed they knew they were dying and getting killed now they're putting those 
that energy out into their body, you're now consuming it. Um, so just think about that. You're like ingesting all of this fear based and our, our intestinal walls are, are now made for, for, um, uh, to be able to process that. And, you know, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, go vegan or whatever. I think everything in moderation is fine. But I have noticed from my own personal journey um, with eating um, meats and then not eating meat, um, that's a big factor. So if you're consuming toxic food, you're going to have toxic thoughts. And that's pretty much it. And like, doesn't matter how much you try to meditate or whatever, it starts with your, your gut. It's you no, know, it's, it's so true. Uh, that's, I'm, gr- I'm glad you brought that up. Anybody listening, um, and, uh, doing a gut check, um, is, uh, imperative. I actually recently did one, um, turned out actually really well. So that's a testament to how I'd been eating. Um, I, <laughs> does it, I, here's a couple of things I just learned too, that, um, that'll be helpful for everybody. Um, so Vita's right. What we eat does affect our neural pathways, uh, which lead to our brain, obviously. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, our energy to, um, brain fog, uh, having lethargy, all these different things. Um, and sometimes we don't realize it, um, either a lack of nutrients or a lack of vitamins or a lack of proteins or a lack of any t- number of things that, um, and now here's a, the kicker is that each body is different period. End of story. So like, w- like from what I learned from, as you guys know, from a past guest, Will Armijo, I am willpowered. Um, there's no two di- There's no diet that fits everybody. That's the issue that's going on out there. You can do keto, you can do all these different things, but it's only going to last so many months. And then <laughs> your body still might be deprived internally of something that might be affecting your brain and your moods. And mm-hmm. so part of, you know, this whole, this whole theme of the path within is also, yeah, learning a lot about your gut um, and, um, and learning what is specifically for your genes and your blood type and like what's going on internally that you may be missing. Um, and then the second part I learned about that is that you may not actually have an intolerance to something, but you can have an allergy. I didn't realize this. So like your gut could be showing up as like, oh no, you can eat the, like you're, you're fine in these areas, but you could still have an allergy, which means you can actually have a bad reaction to something which can affect, you know, everything from your skin to, to, to your, your brain, um, you know, capacity and creativity and whatnot. So that has to come from a process of elimination of like figuring out what foods you ate and then and then no longer eating them if they if you notice them directly affect you within a certain period of time but that's yet another mm-hmm. component you're right a very big component um i'm not vegan yet uh i mean i'm down to just chicken and fish but you know um <laughs> but even then like bad raised chicken can really mess with you so i mean there's there's a lot there's a lot into the whole the whole process but you're you're at, well, you're spot on i mean what we consume um, for food is very much a part of that whole process of like what affects us internally, especially if we're doing all this other work and like, we, why am I even having this mood swing in the first place? Oh, yeah. I, you know. And, and also like fasting is really good because um, when you fast and even if you can't do it like for a whole week or three days, um, start like one day a week and start, you start observing it and you start to, 
really see um, the effects that food does to you. I mean, I really want to be a breatharian. That's my goal, which means you don't eat any food. You just you're just on breath. Because I'm like over food. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm not there. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep that real. <laughs> I'm not there. Well, no. Uh, so I actually did learn. By the way, in a workshop I learned three months ago. Um, yeah, there's a society. I am not promoting this. I'm just saying that there apparently like there's a there's a a group that like lives out in like the middle of like the wood. Like I don't think they're in the states. They're like in a, some other country, but um, they live off of breath, like breath work and breathing. Period. Mm-hmm. Like. They they yeah. somehow and and, and, and water yeah breathitarian I I did not know that that was real I learned that in a workshop a, a two day workshop I had three months ago mm-hmm. uh, and I remember everyone in the class was like you've got to be kidding me like this is, is like how do you do it you know I mean I think it's it's just breath and water if I'm if I'm correct but um, yeah right? so so you know what what's really interesting is that um, you know when we think about okay there's people that are starving in this world and they're dying from starvation right yeah. Um, that's like a forced kind of fast, you know, like there's no, they're not eating a food and they, yeah, they can die. But when you mentally prepare yourself and I wouldn't suggest this to anybody, I mean, it's a process. I mean, I'm not even there yet. And I've been doing this for a super long time. Um, it's a process. So when I, the longest I have ever um, fasted for where I just had water was for 11 days. Now, when I ate, I didn't eat because I needed to eat. I just ate because I felt like my face was so sunken in. But that was like my own, um, my own shit. You know, like it's not even. It wasn't even a. I wasn't even that that skinny in my face, but I thought I was. Um, but. Okay, I felt great. I was doing two-hour workouts. I had so many ideas in my mind. I felt like you could tap into the universal consciousness, um, and you could download so much information. Um, I felt amazing. I, if if I didn't if I didn't if I didn't see myself like so skinny in my face, I would have kept on because I I would re- I originally wanted to do it for thirty days. So, like, I'll ask my body, I'll ask my spirit, okay, like, I would like to achieve these things, like, I want to have, let's say, like, uh, I want to have, I want my consciousness to, to either, I want to have even more consciousness, or I want to do this, I want to do that, um, and then I'll just, like, listen to my body and, like, how can I achieve that? And then just sit and then whatever thoughts come to my mind. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily come when you're doing the meditation. It can come like when you're doing something else. Um, like a little voice like, well, try this, try that. So um, lately I've been wanting to, I fast for like five days, uh, like a month ago. And... Um, that was the first time I did it in like a year because last year I was doing it every year. I mean, every year, every, every month. And, um, so starting October 1st, I'm going to do, um, like a semi fast. 
where I'm only going to have um, like a like a specific meal for 30 days and that um that has to do with like the thoughts that are coming to me so like when i wake up you know have a celery juice for my my uh, my gut which is really good to have celery juice 30 minutes after you wake up drink lots of water a gallon of water a day um i'm going to do um blueberries um i'm gonna do uh, banana um i'm gonna do guavas guavas are my favorite fruit um uh, my neighbor actually has a guava tree and he's given me so many guavas in the <laughs> last month and i'm going to have guavas and then i'm just gonna do um arugula salad and then that's it so wow. I'm going to do that for 30 days. Uh, as of right now, those are the only things that are, that my guidance, my inner guidance is telling me to do. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to track it down. You know, it's good when you're doing these things to have like a journal and, and like I'm my own guinea pig. And I, the things that I tell other people is because I've done it and it's worked for me. Um, yeah. Which I never do I speak of something that's not like something that I would do because then it wouldn't be right, you know? Yeah, Um, I appreciate that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, I I truly, I truly appreciate that because, you know, some people want to give advice, but they don't take it. (laughs) I'd rather give Mm -hmm. you advice based off of everything I tried on me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, No, No, because I mean, like in today's world, you have so many people that are like, gurus and telling you like this is the way like i'm not telling anyone my way is the correct way and everybody has their own way and their own gurus so i'm just i i just what the advice that i give is to find your guru you know yeah yeah and and i think a lot steps to get there i like how i found mine because i think it's that is kind of universal it it could look different but it's kind of like all the same yeah no, and it's true. I think, and you know, ultimately, we're trying to find the guru inside of us, right? Like the one that's like the ultimate guide, the our our, our intuition, our soul, you know, our our, our internal mm-hmm. GPS. Um, and we need a series of teachers to get us there. You know, um, this was yeah. incredible. Uh, I can't believe it's already been an hour and five minutes. <laughs> so I know it's so crazy as, as usual, as usual. So we'll, as always, <laughs> as always, it, it usually happens. And and hopefully everybody listening, like I, I realize we just we really just wanted to record a conversation about, you know, um, the path within having different modalities, um, being open to, you know, dropping the ego and um, that, you know, what are some of the effects that can happen from all of this? And, um, you know, what are some different things that Vita did? What are some different things that I did? Um, what are some different things to take into consideration? Um, you know, and that everybody goes through it. I just wanted more of that kind of that vibe and that feel. And so Vita is perfect for that. Uh, and, uh, as always, Vita, you're welcome back on anytime. Anything you have coming up that you want to talk about or anything in particular? Well, I have a lot of big things that I I can't talk about, but something really, really, really big. Uh, well, two big things. Um, and as soon as I can speak on it, I will definitely let you know because it's it's actually really, really good. 
Okay, so now yeah. we're now we're all just basically waiting and and hanging on to <laughs> anticipation. So yeah, uh, no, but that's that's uh, you'll you'll come back on and we can talk about those things. And we can you know um, I wanted to do one strictly on spirituality with you, but then you know we can also do another one about you know navigating in you know business of, of pa- like our our passions and growing you know concepts and creativity and all that other stuff too. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you got coming up, um, and. Uh, Everybody, you can find Vita online at Vita Guerra, V-I-D-A-G-U-E-R-R-A. Um, she's everywhere online, so you can't miss her <laughs> on Insta for sure and uh, and on Facebook and whatnot. But um, uh, is your website up? Do you do you have a website going on right now? Yeah, my website is up. It's vitasworld.com. Um, I'm in the process of changing. So, like, everything you see, it's like, Old. it's... It's transitioning. Gotcha. I I'm get transitioning. It. Uh, you, so, you know, follow the journey so you can see the transition. <laughs> I totally get it. You know, it's funny. I um I now move to a place of I update my website about once a year because I'm an ever evolving brand. Me, like what I choose it, like what I choose to learn. What I was last year is not what I am next year. Period. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like I keep luckily it's also my background so I can I can mess with it a little bit. But like, yeah, so I, I keep redefining it. It's like a it's like going out into your garage and constantly fixing up the car <laughs> or like keep cleaning your house, like keep adding mm-hmm. interior design to it. That's what I basically do to my site. It's like uh, we're always I think we're always transitioning, you know, I mean, because uh, we're always growing and evolving and it's like and we do multiple things. So, well, we should be, you know, that's really the the goal that is um and that's why people are, are people that are not doing that they're not feeling fulfilled they're happy and if you're if you're if you're feeling sick and tired of being sick and tired then that's a sign that it's time to change and grow growing is not easy but it's beautiful on the other side and and just when you're taking the journey just understand like Okay, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me, for my highest good. Yeah. And if you could keep that in mind, you'll be able to go and walk through the valley. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and, and 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 even if you wanted to simplify it in its most simple form, when something's happening, just take, just go give yourself five minutes and be like, okay, I've seen this before. Why? Why have I seen this before? What did I do beforehand? Like, and by the way, I'm not insinuating you did something wrong. I'm just saying that there was a series of decisions that were made that allowed, you know, a person to treat you bad or a situation to come up or whatever it might be. So just take that time, that five minutes to be like, why have I seen this before? Let me mm-hmm. just think about why it's happening and understand it. And then if I were to change it, yeah what would I do differently next time? And that's just being, that that in itself is being present, you know? Yeah. And the good thing is that you can always change and you can always be better. And just think about this, like, we have to deal with trauma that we experience as a child. And everyone has experienced trauma. Everybody's trauma looks different, but everyone has experienced trauma. And not only that, because you're learning, you're, you have to, like, deprogram yourself from all the beliefs and stuff that you learned from your family, because they, if they didn't get any help, then that's passed on to you. And it's like time for you to stop, be the one that stops the cycle of, of trauma in your, in your, in your family line. 
That's true. And create something different. You can be the one to stop any of the generational uh, DNA that's passed from, <laughs> from generation to generation, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's all from, yeah, it's all from the DNA that's passed on. Like, I don't believe in, like, you know how uh, people say, uh, like, illness is, is genetic. No, it's not genetic. Um, it's definitely passed on because they're passing on the same beliefs. Yes. And the same trauma that they've had. And it goes on and goes on. And be the person that stops that. For anybody listening that wants to go to town on that, um, what Vita's referring to, what I and I believe in as well, is that it's not to say that it didn't manifest in its physical form in the past generations. In fact, <clears throat> it did manifest in physical form from a belief system or from whatever had it, wherever its source started and then was carried forward through a belief system until it was manifested in each one was then carried DNA through person to person, generation to generation. That can be broken. Science shows it. Dr. Joe Dispenza shows it too. <laughs> but science, science shows it that... Um, and there were actually even studies done where <clears throat> like a, a, a mother and aunt uh, and a grandmother and, and several other women in the family had breast cancer and then the two daughters which were twins, one did, one got it, one did not, but they were both, um, they had different belief systems growing up of the twins. And so one didn't get it. (laughs) Why? And then, you know, uh, if you get some on the the medical side, it's like, oh, well, you know, just, you know, it can skip every now and then like, nah, it's not what's going on. (laughs) You know, that they, but science, they actually did some studies and they actually showed the brainwaves and the patterns of what was happening within the two twins um, and why one didn't get it. Um, and like their whole, they, they were monitoring like their brain activity, their brain waves, their theta, like they're just in their whole way of being in, in belief structure and system. And voila, they found very vast differences. And so belief systems manifest in physical form. So we have to be careful. So I agree with you. So anybody listening, just in case they're like, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> uh, um, Vita, thank you so much for being on the show. I truly appreciate having you on as always. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, looking forward to having you back on again. Um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll continue. We'll, we'll do like every like six to eight months or something <laughs> or three months. Who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come up with more, anyway, you know, <laughs> so yeah. the journey continues, the journey continues. It never stops. So, uh, so for everybody listening, please check out Vita Guetta on uh, Instagram, Facebook, vitasworld.com. She, it's, it's a website in transition, so keep that in mind. She's got a lot of different things coming up. All the amazing things that we don't get to know about, we'll know about on the next time she comes on the show. Um, and we really, really appreciate her. And for myself, Matt Gottesman, for the show Hustles Old Separately, we are out.